guys and gals, and welcome back to a whole new pod, a podcast all about Disney Channel original movies. I am your host, Lucas Melby, or should I say, Spookus Boolby. <laughs> what the hell? I'm, I'm Jacob Telegen. Ah! It's such a scary name! <laughs> should have said, like, girls and ghouls. Ghouls and boys. Oh, I had a boys and ghouls. It, uh, so... Uh, as you can tell, this is our very spooky special <laughs> episode about the 2020 presidential election. Wow, welcome. No, but it is special for a couple of reasons. One, as you can tell from our intro, we're covering a Halloween-themed movie. And if all goes well, I will upload this at least within a couple of days of actual Halloween. Like that. That's happened one other time, right? Uh, we had a... I don't know. We had a Christmas in July episode, but uh, we once, early on when our podcast started, we uploaded the Halloween Town episode on Christmas Eve, uh, uh, so that was not well-timed. <laughs> and speaking of that, it, we are also, basically, with this episode, we'll be at our two-year anniversary. That's, a, that's what I was going to say. What about um, Under Wraps? Yeah. That would have maybe we been around Halloween. One, yeah, November something. <laughs> so, that's close, yeah. Uh, yeah. Two years. At some point, we committed to trying to do a podcast every other week, which would equate to about 26 uh, episodes a year. Yeah. So right now, this will be our 41st episode in two years, so we're off by 11. <laughs> 20, 20 a year? 22 weeks, so getting to be about like off by half a year. But <laughs> 2020, to say the least, has been a very interesting year for everybody. Yes. And we're on a good stretch, and I think we'll get one more in before Thanksgiving, but then... Got some family stuff coming up, so maybe we'll go on a, a bit of a break. Hiatus. But before we get into our movie today, which is the the Scream Team. The Scream I Team. I think it's just Scream Team. I don't like that title after watching it. I gotta just come out and say, I can't stop thinking about A Ring of Endless Life. Ugh. Since our last episode, you I just keep thinking myself, of I had to do... There were some dangling questions, some stuff I brought oh. up, but wasn't able to really fully flush oh. out as much as I should. Okay. So a couple of ha hanging things out there. Hanging chads. First off, Misha Barton. We hypothesized, or we thought, does she have a weird accent? What's going on with that? Ooh. I even maybe threw it out there that maybe she kind of sounds like British, but I'm not the best with placing dialects and accents. She is British. Okay. She's a British-American. She was born in the UK, and... Came over at some point and probably stayed in the U.S. So then probably what we were picking up in the movie. Also, maybe that she's just a bad actress. Both. But also, the things I mentioned in parts were about the differences between the book and the movie. Yes. And I just looked up on the Wikipedia page, and I should have just done this last time. But there is a section on the Wikipedia article called Comparison with the Novel. Oh. So... I think I'm just going to read this in its entirety and maybe stop for some commentary along the way because it's it's something else. <laughs> so, the television adaptation is considerably lighter in tone than the novel A Ring of Endless Light. In the book, a family friend has just died while trying to save the life of Vicky's trouble friend Zachary Gray. Oh. Shortly thereafter, a baby dolphin dies. A, a marine biologist of Vicky's acquaintance is nearly killed in an accident, and a sick girl suffers a seizure and dies in Vicky's arms. Three people die? In quick succession. Oh my goodness. In the film, Vicky's grandfather bangs? is dying, and some dolphins are threatened by illegal fishing nets, 
But that is about the extent of death and impending death. Oh my god. The fishing net storyline, which does not appear in the novel, is standard <laughs> Disney fare in that it involves young characters behaving heroically in an adventure setting. Its climax, in which one of the major characters is tangled in a net and nearly drowns, echoes a similar scene in the Disney Channel movie, The 13th Year. Bingo. Which we brought that up about the beginning, and I think I mentioned it when we were watching it, but I don't know if I brought it up in the episode that, yes, the end of this movie is basically the same. And I look up the plot and be like, is it that close? But yes, it is. Cody's mermaid mom is getting lured in by the fisher. Yeah. And they save her, but then the boy friend... Not boyfriend, as some people on the internet maybe want, but his friend of Cody's gets stuck in the net, so then Cody has to go save him. So it's literally what happens in True. A Ring of Endless Light. Then Vicky's on-screen love life is also substantially different from what By appears five in other the boys. Book. In the film, Zachary does not try to commit suicide. What? And his negative behavior has been toned down. The negative behavior he shows in the movie has been toned down. So they're referring <laughs> to him the playing. Or maybe when he was playing chicken. Playing chicken. Boats, That's suicide? That could have been suicidal behavior. Okay. Instead, the film shows Zach involved in positive activities, most notably joining forces with Adam to expose the illegal fishing method. In the book, the character Leo Rodney competes with Zachary Gray for Vicky's attention, while Adam tries to avoid forming a romantic attachment with her because of a negative experience the previous summer. Oh. With her or just somebody else the previous summer? Not clear. In the film, Adam and Zachary are rivals, and Leo does not appear. So Leo is that third boy that was... Yeah, uh, DiCaprio. Not around. Family relationships in the film have been similarly changed and streamlined. Vicky's parents are absent for most of the film, whereas they are very much present in the novel. In the film, Vicky's parents expect her to study science, while in the book, they encourage Vicky to choose her own path. So, again, just Damn. changing them from what they were in the book <laughs> to just be basic decom parents for Got such a stupid little storyline, too. Yes. Vicky's older brother, John, is not mentioned, and his interest in astronomy is given to Susie instead. In the novel, oh. Vicky's grandfather is completely honest about his illness, and from the beginning, Vicky understands that her grandfather will not be alive at the end of the summer. Also, it makes a lot more sense that the grandpa yes. would not be as supremely irresponsible as he is in the movie. In the film, the extent and nature of his illness is a secret that is only gradually revealed. So, with all of that, it begs the question, why Disney even chose the source material to make a movie off of yeah. if they changed so much? It just feels like they like got the rights to the source material or something, and they were going to maybe do one of those special, more serious decoms. Grandpa Death. Probably would have cut out the suicide stuff no matter what, but... Dolphin, a dead, dead like, baby dolphin, except they have a birth now in this one. It feels one. like they have a lot of regret about making the 13th year, because they're like, ah, oh, we shot our load on the mermaid movie. Why do we make the boy a mermaid? Girls <laughs> like mermaids. Boys don't like mermaids. Uh, okay, well, can we kind of just make this girl a kind of mermaid and have her talk to dolphins? <laughs> that kind of happens in this book, right? Uh, so yeah, Jeez. I just found that crazy. And it's so funny to look at the listing of DCOMs for the year 2002, which Scream Team is the last one of the year also. But to, to see sandwiched between a movie called Gotta Kick It Up and the Scream Team, we have a movie <laughs> called A Ring of Endless Light. Uh, very hot on brand, I feel, for Disney Channel. No. But as Jacob said at the ending of our viewing of this movie... This is a decom. This is this is your daddy's. <laughs> this is your daddy's decom. Uh, what we've been so waiting with that, for. Let's get into this spooky the movie. Uh, yeah. 
But mm. something that was not immediately spooky is the, the theme song the we get at the top. Fun of this, little upbeat music. Which I think you will be able to look forward to at the end of the, the episode. Ooh, where okay. It is one of those self titled songs in a decom that usually they save for the ending credits. This time we get it both at the beginning and the end. Bingo. Where it is singing about the screen team, which is two words that are never mentioned or stated. At any point. In no, the movie. <laughs> they use a. What's the phrase they use to describe themselves? We'll, we'll okay. get to that. I was like, there's there's a different word they use. I mean, there, there are always name drops, even for Ring of Endless Light, there was a name drop, but, but nothing. We're getting this kind of funky screen team yes. theme song that is less spooky than even the Monster Mash. <laughs> and the credits are all kind of wavy, kind of supposed to be like ghosts, I guess. Yeah. Going through a woods, and we see some impressive names. We first see a, a with credit, so with Eric Idle, if people don't know, is uh, one of the members of Monty Python, so quite the famous comedic actor. I believe he was the one who wrote Spam a Lot, the, the Tony Award winning musical. Okay. And we also get the and credit for Kathy Najimy, who would also have been a pretty big name around this time. Yeah, right where, after. Uh... Uh, but she was in one of the witches in Hocus Pocus, and yeah. also one of the the nuns in Sister Act and Sister Act Two. Mm. <laughs> okay, kind of. I don't know. Maybe relative of this time, not the biggest names, but I mean, still people I recognize. Yeah, and we'll eventually see one of the main kids is Claire, who is played by I don't remember her name, but she's the actress. She's one of the broke girls. She's half one half of two broke girls. Mm. The CBS sitcom that I think was popular, but it's one of those shows <laughs> that uh, apparently runs forever, but only like your grandpa and grandma watch it. It's the NCIS of sitcoms. Fair. And then we see a g- 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 ghost. ghost in the form of, I don't know, a Lights? transparent wisp kind of. Blue, blue and yellow. Yeah, we eventually get more multicolored wispy yes. ghosts. That they're, looks, they're all different colors. Yeah, they look kind of like the very uh, inspired interpretation of an alien, alien. in Xenon. Yes. The sequel. Yes. But in this, it's a little disappointing that the ghosts are just... I don't know, for a period of time, just these wispy things, and then they just turn into people in people. costumes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. But we see a ghost flying around a house, and then we see immediately a dead man sitting in a chair. Oh! And then we see, wisping to a different part of the house, a lady talking to a cop saying, I just came in here to carve some pumpkins, and he was dead! And then we see pumpkins on the table to establish that they were going to carve pumpkins. Yes, and they were not carved. And then we get a couple of dramatic zoom-ins on these pumpkins, (laughs) and then hard cut to a fun little scene of, is this the dead guy? Working on this weird machine with these two little kids, who we'll soon learn are Ian and Claire. And it's some weird pumpkin carving machine? Yes. So it's very, I got vibes very much of the dad inventor from Disney's Beauty and the Beast, where he tries to create, uh, I think it's a dishwashing machine. No, it's a it's a wood chopping machine. And it that sounds crazy, right. Crazy, yeah. awry. Yes. And that's very much what this, the eccentric inventor vibe. I yeah, it, 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 at first... It like just smashes the pumpkin to a pulp. It's just like a yeah. We should say that it is not working very. Well. No, it just yeah. It just pulverizes and, it. And looking at how it works, it's just yeah coming it, it's, uh, some kind of spatula type thing coming down from the top, 
hitting the pumpkin to squash it. I don't know how <laughs> it could feasibly ever carve it. No. And then we find out that this isn't actually a scene. Well, it's a scene, but it's being seen by the characters in the movie at on the, a television wait. at the Wake Memorial yes, Service. Memorial Service, yes. His grandfather. Yes. And I thought that was kind of a, a nice little moment. F- fun little fade and out. And I commented to Jacob as we were watching this that this already has more emotional resonance yeah. in it, in this little sequence. Well, than all a ring of endless life. Well, I mean, and then, of course, you have the buzzkill of a father. You'd be like, is this something really appropriate to be watching, you know, here? Kids are like, it's a celebration of his life. In Johnny Tsunami fashion, we get set up generational daddy issues. Yes. The kids aren't getting along that well with their dad. But the dad also says, man, this is a stupid invention. This is crap. Waste of time. So he didn't get along He had he, he had daddy issues, yeah. So these two kids, it's a brother and sister Older sister, younger brother, Ian and Claire. And they're at this funeral. Their dad says, eh, go talk to people. Stop watching emotional videos of you with your grandpa. That's not appropriate. (laughs) And she happens across the guy rifling through grandpa's go. Yeah, she goes into his library, which is closed. I I think she goes into it because she heard smashing of the books or whatever. Well, yeah, because there's a pile of books thrown onto the floor. And he just keeps throwing them off. And this is Warner, who you can quickly pick up on. He's not really the main villain, but he's a tertiary villain. Yes. He describes himself as a friend of the grandfather, but I believe the father, after he comes in, he tells him that they were like Yeah, after he leaves, he goes, that Warren or Warner. Warner. What kind of name is Warner? Warner. Kurt Warner. That's a last name. Warner Brothers, I believe that was the last name. Last last name's okay. But yeah, so, oh, that Warner, he he fucking hated grandfather. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so what was he trying to find? Oh, who knows? But he gives Claire a flyer for the town's Halloween festival. Yes. The town, which is called Steeple Falls. Okay. Which is in Massachusetts. Yes. A fake town. But yes. In real Massachusetts. Yes. So then after the funeral, Ian's down in Grandpa's basement messing around with some of his inventions. Yeah. Very Rube Goldberg type stuff. But then also just weird inventions. Uh, and then the dad comes down and is like, this is all a bunch of fucking junk. And Ian's like, no, this is the greatest stuff. This was a, a self-portable uh, vacuum cleaner. This was a blah, blah, blah. This was a pumpkin carving machine. It was going to revolutionize yeah. pumpkin and carving. going off and dad's like, what is this? Uh, I don't know, but it, okay, maybe that's the garbage. One. <laughs> but before this happened, we hear a ghostly sound of somebody saying, yeah. yeah, they're like whispering yeah. for him. And at first I thought it was going to be that creepy old dude again for whatever reason, just like trying to fuck with him. Like, Yeah, Jacob, in this movie, I'm just like, we what? know he's going to have ghosts and he'd be like, somebody pull a prank on this Well, kid? but see, are we supposed to think that was Grandpa? But I don't think it would have been. I don't think it could have been. It was. But they how? They really spell it out, but it would, they play a little loosey-goosey with some of the I don't, yeah, yes, it should not have been Grandfather. But it, it was. But yes, it was. But it, there's, I don't see how it could have been. But yes, continue. Sorry. That night after Ian spazzed out at his dad a little bit, they're having a nice little family sit down by the fire. Kids and yeah. dad, because at some point in the movie, we find out that the mom is dead. Mom is dead. Also in classic decom fashion. <laughs> but what the sad part is, is we never see her. Well, Missed we'll find out kind of why that is. Mm. We'll find out the inner workings of the afterlife. Yes. 
So dad sees the flyer uh, for the festival and says, oh, you should go to it. It's a, it's a huge deal. He's yeah, like... starting to compete with Salem as a Halloween destination. Wasn't somebody, like, uh, against it? Maybe Grandpa the... was not a fan. He yeah. said it was a cheese ball. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, a fan. But on the flyer is a kind of spooky-looking spooky guy in a top hat. Yes. And dad explains that this is Zachariah Cole. Cole. Or Cole... Something I can't like exactly that. tell what they're saying sometimes. And he was, the story, he gives us a story and we see a flashback and it's just like, he was a guy who set a lot of fires. Isn't that yeah. spooky? Uh, no, not really in the grand scheme of things. It's not like he was making a deal with the devil or but anything. But like, he started a lot of things on fire. Yeah, a we big arsonist. We, we see, yes, the flashback, we see him. Just kind of chilling in front of the He's just hanging out <laughs> and is like, was it his wife yeah, that pissed wife, him off? He's yelling at him, hey, Get in here. And he's like, eh, fuck you, bitch. He throws like a torch. He or, a torch and just, and just lazily throws it behind him. And it lands in the grass, though, but it burned on the whole yeah, cabin. Yeah, light the grass. And yes. then he says, yep, it burned. And apparently they later on say the house exploded. So I don't know. He had a trail of gunpowder <laughs> yes. or something lined up. Oh, boy. And then I guess that night he also went on and started other fires. He started like the town hall or something on fire. And yeah. then we see him... Become a, a spooky fireball ghost man? Yes. And he looks at the camera and laughs and he throws a very <laughs> bad CG yes, fireball. Yes, and we're chased by it. Like, we're running yeah. away from the ball of fire. The, the camera. Cameraman. Or the camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the effects in this movie. Hokey. The They're hokey, but it's it's fun. Ian's like, well, the town's haunted? No, Zachariah is just a story. But in the grand scheme of legends towns can have, the legend of the guy who burned down lots of stuff sounds this, fairly feasible. This spooky man with natural gas. Mm, watch oh, we won't get to the magic of natural <laughs> gas, yeah. Freaking seems like an educational film. Oh, boy. But after he says the town's haunted, and the dad's like, no, it's fine. The doors of the house burst open. <laughs> yes. Which causes the flyer to... Maybe go into the fire Fly into and they the come fire. back and it's on fire. It's on oh, fire, yes. Yeah. They stomp it out and then it's a creepy, still the creepy face of Zachariah on the poster. Yeah, which the face on the, the flyer is far creepier yes. than actual Zachariah. Yes. Even after his spooky ghost They definitely play him up. And then that night, spooky stuff continues to happen because Ian's bed starts, starts to, to shake. shake. Ah, so he runs and gets his dad. And he comes up, and Dad's like, oh, there's got to be a scientific explanation for this. And there they is because... They open the door, and the sister's crawling out from underneath the bed. Yeah. Which, He's pissed. That's got to be some, like, back strength or something to get underneath she, the bed. Like, this bed is rocking. This is, you know, maybe it's a couple of rocking. dials clicked back from exorcist-level bed yes. It's pretty aggressive. Don't come a-knocking, because this bed is rocking. <laughs> Ooh. They're not, they're not blood-related. <laughs> True. Uh, so then Hopefully. she's like, eh, oh, well, spooky stuff is silly. Ghosts aren't real. And she leaves. Yeah. But then more spooky stuff keeps happening. Yes. Because books go flying off the shelf. The, the lamp door opens. The lamp sh- doesn't shatter, but it falls over. And then we see another one of those Lights. ghostly, transparent, wisp-like things. Yes. 
and he uh, chases gets it. Up and, yep, he he chases him. it down the stairs, and then his dad catches him before he catches the light, and he's like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "Dad, the He walks him back up to his room, and he's like, "Well, how could all this stuff like get like knocked over? Like, who threw the books on the ground?" And the sister, I think, is like, "Well, you fucking did it, you you fucking skis." But yeah, it's very unclear. A lot of the stuff with like the dad is uncomfortable. Like he seems, he seems very mad, and then he seems very understanding, and then he's very mad and yeah, very he understanding. Off and I'm like, oh my god, we got a decom. Yes, dad. we did think we were going to hate him, but he's pretty chill. No, he chill, he daddy. Becomes a very not overruling father exactly. right after that first scene. Yeah, like he later on they'll get in trouble, and he just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, fuck it, do it again. I don't care. And we get a little background with him over the course of the movie that oh, we find this box he made for his dad in woodworking class or something, and it's filled with a lot of little memories. So, yeah. oh, maybe my dad did like me. One of them is an article about him. Local boy goes to Harvard. And at the end of the movie, we see him Spoiler, he creates, like, a medical practice in the town. So yeah. Like, oh, I guess he was a medical doctor. The whole and time. he, yes, he takes his medical practice, takes the place of his father's hardware business. Yes, that's true. I didn't really pick up on that, but I think there was some bad blood where maybe, I think the son thought he was going to inherit the store, but then the dad closed down the store. Oh. And at the end of the movie, we'll maybe get a reason oh. why that was. Oh. I'm, I'm making sense of it. Live, yeah, you got this more put together than I do. So then they are returning some stuff to the library because some of the books that it looks like Warner was after were actually from the local library. And we get a kind of cool transition as they're walking out to the car. We're seeing the shot from inside the house, and there's some breath fogging up the window. And then we cut to Ian looking into a display case at the library, which I guess also functions as like a local museum. Yes. Fogging up the class. Yes. So that was kind of a little inspired sequence. They stumble onto the festival in the town square as it's getting worked on. Set up, yeah. We see Warner. And then, yeah, this is where he mentions something about, oh, because I think Warner has a hardware store. So he's like, well, I'm glad your grandpa shut down his store because now Rip. we can bank. Okay, Warner. He's sure. got his dogs and he's got his boyfriend with him. And he's got his mega hat on. And Not that there's anything wrong if he had a boyfriend. He doesn't. <laughs> but he does roll up in a pickup truck at one point And I got some Make America Great Again vibes. Definitely. A rally for him. No, I, I, I was just joking. There, there, was some, there was some guy with him. Claire says at one point, the town's filled with a bunch of bumpkins. Oh, yes. Not to get confused with a blumpkin. Don't look that up. Okay. <laughs> so then uh, in the basement, or Ian comes out of the basement with some of Grandpa's old gadgets. Yeah. Including the, the weird vacuum cleaner thing, which basically just looks like a shop vac. Yeah. Apparently it has its own power source, so it doesn't need to be plugged in. That's pretty good. And Ian says, I'm going to go catch myself a ghost. And he pretty easily catches it. Yes. Well, where does he find uh, he sees, Jumper? Yeah, well, eventually learning this ghost's name is Jumper. I don't remember, I don't even remember like, that just happening. He's on the second floor. He's wisping around. I think he goes into a keyhole of a door. And he doesn't even use the vacuum, I don't think. I think he just puts the jar up to the keyhole. <laughs> so then when the ghost comes back oh, out just, the keyhole, yeah. he then puts the lid on it. And he's got himself a ghost. So, yes, that, that's one of his... Traps. I guess they refer to his traps like that being a trap because they wanted to trap the uh, 
the bad dude later on with one of his traps. So then she he shows it to Claire, and it's just this face basically inside this jar, and she freaks out. Yeah. And it's like, in the grand scheme of things, as far as spooky things ghosts could do or look like, just seeing one in a jar... Uh, I don't know. If you saw a face in a jar, you wouldn't be spooked? I wouldn't scream. Dude, what go, the hell? <laughs> but she's simultaneously scared of it, but she also doesn't believe that it's a ghost because ghosts aren't real. Yes. And then we get the the man himself, Eric Idle, shows up first Bingo. as a wisp, and then he materializes as just a. He looks like fully corporeal revolutionary. Yeah, that's what I say. Looks like one of uh, Washington's men. Got gross teeth and everything. Yeah, wooden teeth. And he's all like. Hey, Mike, can I, can I bother you to maybe open up my jaw and get yes. my, my old cuz out of there? And he's like, nope, I won't. <laughs> and then he's like, hmm. And then he scares them. He does a very uh, kind of Jack Skellington in Nightmare Before Christmas where he turns around and then turns and makes a big face. Also kind of like Beetlejuice. There's plenty of Beetlejuice in this movie. Well. Where his eyes bug out. His mouth gets all wide. Uh, well, they can like see through the back of his head into just like the rest of the hallway. And was this at the spooky house? No, this was just at Grandpa's house, though. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I guess we didn't make clear that they're staying at Grandpa's house. That's where the memorial. Yeah, and the, the kid, the kid that one night before he he fell asleep, he's like, <laughs> he he's like, did he die here? In this bed. <laughs> in this I'm bed. Sleeping in Grandpa's bed. <laughs> the deathbed. So then he uh, tries to suck up Eric Idle into the vacuum, but he flies away. Yeah, but they, they chase him. They do. They chase they him. They chase. I think they... Yeah, they bring the jar along with him. Yes, because they exchange... Well, they, they're going to exchange. They chase him out into the woods, but they eventually lose him. Yes. But then the sister looks up and is like, oh, fuck. Look at all ghosts. these fucking... They're all different colors. Tits, man. Look at all the fucking ghosts. <laughs> I mean, there, there was like seven or eight people died that night in town. That's a lot. <laughs> So then uh, the ghosts, they follow them, and the ghosts seem to all be going into this chimney yes. of this old dilapidated house. And we get some shots of kind of from the ghost point of view or he's like flying oh. around. And it seems it's very reminiscent of uh, Sam Raimi's work in like Evil Dead. Okay. First person spirit. View. Yes. And he's explaining to. Well, then we see the inside of the house. Yes. Which, yes. speaking of Beetlejuice. It's just Beetlejuice. Yeah, they call it the Soul Retrieval Center, and it's it just is. people stepping up to walk through a it's, portal. It's to... the waiting area for hell or whatever it is yeah. in Beetlejuice, but not as the deaths or the ghosts are not as grotesque. There's not yeah. anybody with a shrunken head or those are those are know, good. Something through classic, chest or anything. classic Beetlejuice. We just see some people. Some are in goofy outfits like a cheerleader or we see yeah. Elvis impersonator at one point. But yeah. the only way to really distinguish them as being dead is they're kind of gray. They're gray, yes. I guess uh, we do see a beekeeper who got like stung to death. Bee he was, he was, yeah, he was swollen up. But that was the grossest, creepiest thing. We yes, I, I concur. All the ghosts, the end goal seems to be them going through this mirror and that allows them to pass on to yeah. whatever is And beyond. some of them aren't allowed to. They're like banned to go through. Yes. One of those is Kathy Najimi, who is uh, a bride, a dead bride, who's directing the ghost traffic. Yeah. We'll find out her name is Mariah. And then Eric Idle is, flies up to her and is like, oh, fuck. 
My Aureal uh, Roy. Like he's trying this. to. Like he explains in a very strange way that there's like two children. He never says kids. Well, he just like, says I like. I got a couple problems. Pr- problems. Well, yeah, that's well, what it was. First problem. Where's your damn ghost? That's problem number one. And then, <laughs> what do you mean, uh, we see hear the kids' voices? You brought kids here? That's problem number two. And the kids. They crash through the really floor. See, I, maybe and they land a on like a bed. Inside the house. And yeah, then they're just. They land on like a sofa or something. I thought when we saw all the ghosts going into the chimney that it was kind of like they were entering a portal to like okay. the ghost realm so that it wasn't an actual physical no, space. No, they the literally just live in the basement. But yeah, the kids fall house. through the floor. They aren't really that hurt and it was a sizable drop. And they're not really surprised by what they see. At least the boy is. Uh, and the girl. They're screaming a lot. Yeah. But that's the, the thing again. It's like these, as far as you can tell, aren't ghosts except Exactly. They're not doing anything scary. They're not trying to, like, scare the kids immediately. You only know they're ghosts if you try to, like, dive through them. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so then Kathy, Najimi, Mariah, she retrieves the jar. Uh, yes. Which she's able to hold the jar. But she can't but open she can't it. open it. Because <laughs> she moves through the lid, but she can hold the jar. Uh, but then Eric Ghost Idle, problems. Just drops it. And she's like, oh, thanks. Who we learn is his ghost name is Coffin Ed. He he does try to he does try to convince the kids that they're only dreaming. As which well. I will say, Eric Idle, I think is very funny. I really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, he's probably some of my favorite parts of like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. He's cowardly, Sir Ro- yeah, he's Sir Robin in that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of like all the characters he plays, but he's a very funny. He's guy. always been old, but I feel like the comedy he's given in this is just. It's very Disney Channel. Yeah. Like he doesn't well, what have a the lot hell? What's he going to do? What, what yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't get a yeah. lot to work with, but I just feel like his talents he's, are kind of wasted. I, and I, even Kathy Najimy, like, yeah. she's a funny actress, and she's, like, the serious ghost. It's yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I think both of them, they still did well in their roles for the movie. Yeah. But it just seems maybe they wrote the parts, and then... Hell of a lot better than the girl from the last movie. <laughs> well, yes, they are trained actors. And, and, and I mean, even the kids, the kids didn't give me like, oh, like that. Uh. No, I found Ian a little obnoxious. Yeah. Almost in the way of like the, the son and mom. Mom's got a date. <laughs> Don't look, mom's oh. got a date with a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> mom's got a date with a vampire. Just kind uh, of like a. But he's not the worst child. No, ever. <laughs> no. He's just a little obnoxious. Yeah. Coffin Ed takes the jar from Mariah, drops it on the floor, and then we see Jumper, Jumper. who is called Jumper because he was in the movie with Hayden Christensen. <laughs> no, it's because he looks like to be he was a skydiver and just didn't pull his cord. Yeah, because he ha- or maybe he did because like it's like open on his back, like kind of. Yeah, I I enjoyed that they it just have like failed. Spooky names. Coffin yeah. Ed's a fun name, but then Mariah's just Mariah. Mariah. And Coffin Ed, I guess we assume he was in a coffin at some point. <laughs> uh, but yes, they are the Soul Patrol. Soul Patrol. That Soul Patrol. That's the word. Not yeah, Scream Team. Not Scream Team. So why isn't it called Soul Patrol? I um, maybe I that's like to, a maybe that's like a seventies like jazz group. I meant to yeah look up that maybe Soul Patrol is copyrighted in a way that they can use it in the movie to refer to themselves. But yeah. They can't name a product I believe that they yeah want to I believe that I guarantee that's like a a 70s soul group song or yeah. something yes I mean even Ghostbusters got into a legal issue where there oh. was a different show where they had like a, a gorilla a guy in a gorilla suit that actually saw was that a show so on Netflix they, they that talks about that they also made a cartoon that? of that to capitalize on some of the Ghostbusters names so then there was the Ghostbusters cartoon and then there was the real Ghostbusters 
And I can't remember which was which as far as what was what? the actual like, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray cartoon version. Oh. So I'm just imagining it's something like this. I did not see on IMDb or Wikipedia any reference to yeah. some kind of legal issue. Yeah. The only thing I saw was that this was supposed to be a pilot for a TV show. What? I couldn't the find movie any, was? I couldn't find anything to corroborate that. That would have been an okay. It seems weird that it doesn't seem like anything Disney no, ever does. That no. They make a movie and then a show. Start off a show. They make shows then movies. Exactly. Yes. So I'm going to say IMDb trivia. That was a goof, actually. <laughs> you done lied to me. Would have enjoyed that show, though. I mean, especially with that chaos. But Well, yeah. Also, it just seems like a lot to tie down Eric Idle and Kathleen yeah. Genie to a Disney Channel show. I agree. Uh, so, looking around in this retrieval center, and they see a book of a list of all the dead people, and they see Grandpa's name, and that he has seemingly not crossed over. And Mariah is saying, like, oh, yep, sometimes people do that when they got something they still want they to do. have so something to finish. In the human world. That's right. So Mariah's role is very odd where we don't really understand why the Soul Patrol has been assigned their duties where they're not allowed to cross over. No, yeah, and we never never find out. to ferry in souls that have died. So they were supposed to get Grandpa's soul. Yeah. But all the other ghosts seem to be finding Walking their own Walking over fine. Because Jumper was in a jar... And Eric Idle, Coffin Ed, was just running away. So, like, everybody else knows, and we don't see any other members of the Soul Patrol. So the, the operations seem a little sketchy. Yeah. But apparently their numbers are very good, and they have a high crossover 99.99999%. So Mariah is not motivated to track down Grandpa's soul? Well, because she, she just doesn't care anymore. She's out of there in, like, a week. So she just wants to just kind of, like... I don't know. I don't Squeeze remember that's by. brought up here, though. Later on, it's brought up that she was close to leaving. But then, like, the kids strike a deal with her. I'm like, is this their fucking job? <laughs> like, I don't understand what bargaining oh, power they have. But they make a deal to say, hey, we'll, you'll help us get Grandpa to cross over. And that's cool. Don't want our Grandpa to stay around forever. <laughs> it's very muddy. Yes. So then at Grandpa's house... They get home that night, and the dad is there with the cops. But they smooth yeah. everything over by saying... They were frog hunting. That's a thing kids in Massachusetts do. The sister was about to, you know, tell Papa, you know, it was all going down for real. Yeah, she was actually going to tell him. She was. The she Like, she was. And the brother's like, eh, no, 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 we, uh, we were uh, frog hunting. Yeah, Ian, and then like, I got uh, lost, Ian, and she had to find me, and then we both got lost. And then, well, here we are. We lost ourselves at home. Yeah, Ian's a little quicker on his feet. Yes. Uh, so then the next day, the dad goes into town. Like, hey, kids, you want to check out this shitty town? And they're like, no, that's cool. And so then, he leaves. Yeah. He's gone five seconds, and then he's back. And he catches them going upstairs to, uh... Yeah, they act like that would be something suspicious because they were supposed to be packing up books or something. Yes, so uh, immediately they're... What would the dad suspect them of doing by going upstairs? Right. And then so he's like, uh, well, I'm going to leave again. I'm back again, like 10 seconds later. But as he was doing all this, he's just like, you sure you guys are okay? You're not doing anything weird? (laughs) And he's like, he just completely switched over to being kind of concerned and nice dad. Yes. Which I found really odd. Then they are just trying to conjure up Grandpa. And they're like, hey, Grandpa. His brother's like, nah, you got to do it like this. Hey, holla at your boy, Grandpa. (laughs) What's up, G-Pop? 
Cheetah. And he eventually materializes. And yeah. I found his ghost to be the creepiest that we've Because <laughs> like, it's almost like he can't talk. And he's got very dead eyes. Yeah. Like, obviously, his eyes are dead, but they are very dead. Like, but, like, I thought he just couldn't talk. Like, I thought something was actually wrong with him. But, like, it, there wasn't, I don't think. No, I guess he just doesn't know how to use it his It was weird. Voice. Yeah, it was but weird. But eventually, he's like, oh, Ian. Behind Where? you. Well, because behind them, there's this big-ass fireball forming. Yep, it's old Zachariah, Zachariah. How did he get through? Oh, it's through the uh, chimney. Yeah, he goes through a fireplace, and like, we see his, like, yeah. his spooky Tim flame ghost. And it he... forms, and then he just fucking takes Grandpa. Yeah. And he, like, crushes him. I thought he, like, killed him, like, when he did that. Well, he pulls him into, like, a fireball in his hand. Yes, and then yeah. crushes it, and I guess absorbs him. Yeah. And here are my notes. I have him described as a... Fabio with black hair and a top hat. <laughs> hey. Also kind of maybe looks like Lucius Malfoy, but with, again, black hair and a top hat. And then he just says something like, here's a parting gift for you, and then he sets their... Uh... He, he sounds really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and they do this, they do the decom thing. Again, his effects look terrible, but they do the decom the thing. The fucking slow down, that was so bad. Effects heavy shots, they slow it down. It was, it was really bad. I just can only assume in an attempt to make it look spookier, creepier. But then he's talking, but they slow it down so that <laughs> his words are matching his lips because his lips are moving at half speed. So yes. It's all really hokey. Uh, but he, he starts the house on fire. Yeah, he, as he leaves, the curtains start on fire. Fortunately, Grandpa keeps a fire extinguisher right in his there. house. It's like right in his bedroom. They put it out. And then the dad's immediately inside again. Yeah. So he left. I for- was gone for 10 minutes. Stop the damn house on fire. Yeah. But Jeez. then, <laughs> yeah. The dad the, is the, like, then they have he, to explain to him, like, he's like, like, are you guys acting out? What is happening to you two? He's still fairly understanding and not... Not pissed, super, not mad. Yeah, not super angry, not overly concerned. Go. Because the kids are pretty easily able to just sneak out again. Yeah, they do. Well, like... Find the Soul Patrol, and they tell him about, hey, uh, Zachariah, he's spooky as hell, and he's sucked up our grandpa. Yeah. Oh, well, he's not going to be able to cross over now, because Zachariah owns his soul. Owns his soul. He owns a lot of souls. And then Mariah seems to be too scared to get his soul back, uh, but Jumper is all in, and then Coffin Ed joins in as well. Yeah, why not? The screen team is off. Uh, we get one more, uh, we didn't mention it earlier, but there's a really lame joke where Jumper keeps asking Ian for a high five. Yeah, uh, that's pretty Ian good. passes through him, but he like follows through like aggressive. so hard. It's aggressive. Over every single time when he misses. That's funny. So then apparently Zachariah lives in a mine yes. in the woods. Yes. Uh, so the Soul Patrol and kids go and check that out. And it's like an active mine. Like there's a there's an elevator it that like works. It is very weirdly it modern. lights up. Yeah, like so, they're, like, so it's got a working, as you said, elevator. Yeah. And there seems to be kind of even a metal support structure for part of the actual mine yeah. tunnel. But then there's lanterns on the wall. The, and the light up light up when they I walk think that's by. More a spooky, spooky. Thing. yes. But yes. yeah, it's a weird combination. And there's some stuff about Zechariah where it's like, when did he exist? And it's supposed to be two hundred years, two hundred years, years old. Years ago. But this stuff is like yeah. the last like, f- it's like fifty Nikola years Tesla at some point, or sixty years. It's more. It's a lot more modern. Who knows? But so, he was an inventor, so. So then they come up to him in his lair, and he's just kind of a, a massive. Fire cloud yeah. floating in the air. Above a big hole. Looks terrible. Yeah. The fire cloud. The pit is fine. <laughs> very deep pit. Very deep. Uh, almost like Buffalo Bill and Silence oh. of the Lambs, which also kind of is what's happening. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Fuck me. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. Okay, that was a little aggressive. So they sneak up to him and they just have the vacuum cleaner. They fucking, they, yeah, they, they have the vacuum cleaner and they're trying to suck him up. And they do. Like he's getting sucked yeah, up. Yeah, they suck him up and then it's like, oh no, something's happening. But then he gets out, but then they put him back into the vacuum cleaner. Yes. But then, and then like, they put a cork in it. And then the two ghosts are sitting on the vacuum, and it starts to shake. Yeah, and then it explodes out, and after the explosion, he Blair steals falls into the pit. Oh yeah! And the, Ian's reaction is, "Oh no!" Oh, like and literally, then, oh no! <laughs> and and she's like hanging by a rock. Yes, pretty flat-walled pit. The, the pit is creepy. To. Like, I don't know if we saw Grandpa's face in the pit, but, like, there were, like, five, six, seven, yeah, eight it's like, other faces. It's like the Little Mermaid in Ursula's cave. Oh, yes. The souls. It's kind yes. of like a weird, wispy coral reef or seaweed. We see yes. souls that Zachariah's trapped that was, that was creepy. stones in the pit wall. And they're, like, just... like, like a cool, uh, yeah. cool look. Like, she's hanging on their heads and stepping on their faces, and they're yeah. like, help. Zero chill. Help us. Help. Ian grabs a rope and tosses it down to her. Yep, ties it up to a, a cart though first to make sure to okay, you know that support. Makes a little more sense. Yeah, he was able to support her weight. Yes. Uh, while he's doing that, Jumper is distracting Zachariah in a very obnoxious way. I don't like Jumper very much. I don't remember what was he doing. He just kind of like, bleh, 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 you're not <laughs> and, scary chickens. And, uh, and Ed was trying to help, but he can't pull. pull. He can handle a jar to throw it on the ground, but he can't yes. pull on a rope because he passes through it. Just to be clear on that, it's yes. That he's not like he's trying. To. Like we see his hands, and he's like, this "I'm doing the best I can." And he's like, "Can you pull any harder? I'm doing the best I can." This part of the physical world, he can't. Around. No. Claire gets pulled out, but unfortunately, Jumper gets captured and crushed again in the hand. Zachariah. And then eventually, he too becomes a face on the wall or the yeah, well we wall, see, whatever. Kind of ways back to him later in the movie that I did not write down in my notes because I'm like, that's Jumper stuff. I don't care. Yes. Uh, but as they leave, Coffin Ed says, "I'll save Jumper if I takes if, me another two hundred. If I die years. trying." To which Ian says, like, man, that sounds kind of like an empty promise. Empty promise. Deal. And it's like, fuck off. As I said, a lot of the jokes just fall flat. So Spooky Dude takes off back out the way that they came in. And you can tell because the, there's a big ass, like, fireball hole yeah, through the right, door. cartoonish fire hole. Going back to the Coffin Ed lines, there doesn't really seem to be a huge connection between Jumper and Coffin Ed. No. But they throughout the rest of the movie, they do act like they're, like, buddies timeless friends and yeah there seems to be really no chemistry between them no Which maybe because coffin ed is a revolutionary era so- soldier what oh. was there in america at times slavery and jumper is an african-american he's a buffalo so, soldier we, we do see a buffalo soldier in this movie yeah who i guess is part of the soul retrieval center but not part of the soul patrol because he's like <laughs> checking people in so i yeah. guess some other people are that's they're there pretty, that's pretty. Uh, that's a bad look for the afterlife. Yeah. A, uh, a soldier, a black soldier who fought to end slavery, is now sentenced to uh, an indefinite slavery. period of working for the afterlife. Not, not a good look, Soul Patrol. As so you said, at, at the very top, Ed's like, uh, "Well, we'll see in like ten to fifteen years." I don't. He makes that joke like twice, or just something about prison. Like, because good luck in prison. Up. But yes, the cops that visited their house were there now. And there's then, a big fire hole. Yes. And I don't know why they're just out here visiting the mine, but the kids are like, well, uh, can we just pretend this like didn't happen? You know, don't tell our dad. No, your dad will just pretend it didn't happen. Yes, which is exactly what happens. 
Because their dad is kind of pissed and says, hey, I'll take you back to Boston tomorrow. This is actually yeah, the angriest he probably gets. And they go back to Grandpa's house and argue in, you know, classic decom family dysfunction fashion. But then there's an explosion noise. And then they go outside and they the see The whole lawn's on fire. And stay it, away! It spells out the fire or burn marks spell out, stay away. Uh, so the next morning, uh, the dad isn't convinced that it was Zachariah's ghost that did it. But no. he also says that he's not going to take them home anymore. <laughs> he's convinced that it's uh, that other dude. So this is where we get the, the really great... Probably the funniest moment of the movie where oh. he says to the kids, no more trouble. And Ian yes. says, can you be more specific? Cut to them walking in the woods with I'm, Ed. I'm glad he wasn't more specific. Good thing he wasn't more specific. That was funny. So that, that, that was, was a genuinely funny moment. Like that. And I was really confused with a lot of what's going on here because Claire, I think some in maybe one of the books knows that there's supposed to be a crater yeah, woods. yeah. I don't remember how they find out there's a crater with a pole sticking out of the ground. And then there's also some throwaway line that this is maybe on Warner's land, and he's trying to make it. A yes. Tourist destination. So yeah. So they're walking through to get there, and we can tell that something is following them. It follows. Yes. And she says, "I just had a hunch that this would be here," and she finds a pipe a coming pipe. out of the crater. Yes, that releases natural gas. Yeah, we eventually either hear or put it together eventually that it's natural gas. And there's there's something in the museum or like, town uh, hall that belongs to the pipe that I think maybe like that you would turn to like turn it on and off. It's like but, maybe Zachariah. Yeah, they find a part that so it's like this was not a modern pipe. This is something Zachariah built and two hundred years ago, two hundred fifty years ago, <laughs> when probably not a lot of America even had like no indoor be, plumbing. No, because <laughs> the boy says wasn't natural gas found like. 50 years later in there. These kids are very up to date on that. Yes. And then the dad makes the comment like, what the fuck? How do you know that? He's like, yeah, I was just reading some of like grandpa's books, you know, like got it all figured out. So then what was following them? Oh no, it's a scary dog. It is But spooky. it's a very reserved dog because yes. he, it's a, if it's a guard dog of this property, it followed them slowly and then it's just growling at them by the base of the crater. But it looks scary. And then Ed distracts it. It's like a German shepherd. And the kids run away. And the yeah. dog jumps through Ed because he's And so he gets impaled on the metal pole. It, that's what it could have seemed. It did, like it did. Now. Like it literally looked like he was jumping onto it, but he doesn't. Dog is dog is fine. He is scared and tired though. Later on we'll see. The dog is just tired out. So then they go to the library for maybe looking at artifacts, because this is where they see the other part of the pipe. Yeah. But then also books. But that Warner has taken the books that yes. they returned from their grandpa. The girl's like, it's only been Warner that's been looking at them. But yes, they are gone. And so outside, Warner's is there in his truck and his dog is in the back. So we put Tired. together. It was yes. pretty clear that it was going to be Warner's dog, but it was Warner's dog. And, and he knows that they were on the property. Yeah. Warner he he makes all. a remark. Yes. So like there were like different parts in the movie that I thought him and like the creepy dude were like working together almost. It would make for a more satisfying yeah. villain, but they didn't want it to be a, a scary villain. They wanted it to be a redeemable villain, which I guess is an interesting take. Yeah. I mean, it's not a Calabar situation where True. Zechariah is getting his revenge in this movie. We don't need a sequel. We don't need the Scream Team 2 Soul Patrol. <laughs> that would work. That would work. So then they go to Warner's house. And we see a, a panning shot of the inside, an establishing shot of his house. And there's a hilarious giant picture of Warner. Fireplace. But before they get in, they say that they don't want to get in trouble again for breaking and entering or whatever. 
So the ghost opens the door, so then it's not breaking and entering. I don't care about that. I don't want to talk oh, about this I, picture. I thought, that was, I thought that was funny. This picture is not like a... Plastic, it's not a like painting. It's not... Yes. It looks basically like just an ID photo face. just blown up to full yes. size. Maybe an actor it's, headshot at best. It's, it's just funny. Very goofy. Ed lets them in, makes another comment about, hey, uh, you're... See you in 10 to 15 years. Uh. You gave your mom a date with a vampire? You're going to prison forever. <laughs> don't drop the soap. This is a Disney. <laughs> yeah. For family. You, we've said some... You said some nasty things earlier. Show me the tape. Uh, we'll hear it. In this episode? Yeah. There's On a... this podcast? Yeah. In this room? Yeah. In the state of Minnesota? <laughs> In the country of the USA. Uh, so then they find the books, but then Warner's home. So they're like, they're trying to fucking get this, uh, what do you call it, slide lock? Warner's got like 800 locks on his door. And they can't get it open. <laughs> for whatever reason, just no. for the scene to make sense. Uh, but then Warner goes to immediately look for his Like book. he has a feeling that there's somebody well, in there. because his back door is wide open. Oh, yes, too. yes, yes. So he runs upstairs and he's like, those motherfuckers. <laughs> And then he's, like, going to go out of his front door, and then the dad's there. The dad comes through. He's, like, knocking door. on his head, and then Warner, like, does, like, a pose like he's ready to fight him. He's going to, like, punch him in the head, but he doesn't. I mean. And then he's like, oh, your fucking kids were here, and the dad's like, no, what do you mean? Why would they be here? And then in the back, you can see, like, one of their coats stuck in the yeah. door. And, he, and then he, like, looks at it. The jacket goes through the door, and then the dad looks back at Warner, and then Warner looks back, and he's like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. So the kids go home, and the dad's there already, and he yells at them. Again. Yes, they're creeping in with the books. But he's also pretty chill about it. Yes, he is, always. He's like, you're in trouble, but I believe you about the scary, spooky flame ghost. Yeah. So I can't be that bad. Well, yes, because the kids are like, well, I think we actually know, I don't think it was a ghost that actually started our lawn on fire. I think it was Warner. And then he's like, well, I think you're right. So then we get the most mundane possible reveal we could get in a movie like this, where we get a, a short history lesson on natural gas. Yeah. Where we learn through another flashback that Zachariah basically invented the harnessing of natural, natural gas, gas for lights and things. Yeah. And that he was actually like a really innovative guy, but and the explosion of his wife's house was an accident from his invention. So uh, he didn't really start it on fire. So I really felt that this was a sort of just as far as, like, boring thing in a kid's movie. Well, especially now. Like, there's still a lot left in the movie. Like, you could have played him out as a villain, I think, a lot more. That, that this is very much in, speaking of under wraps at the beginning of this episode, that this was a, a Mr. Kubot faked his own death so he didn't need to pay taxes. <laughs> kids don't care about stuff like so the reason that, gas. So the reason that he stayed behind and he's so mad is because people think that he murdered his wife. Right? Uh, kind of. Well, um, we'll get a little bit more for it makes more sense but it's still like and eh, you could have just had him be a scary flame ghost guy true you know the witches and hocus pocus didn't have a redemptive arc <laughs> uh this is where ian because it's a decom and we're in about the third act he has to get mad at his dad for some reason something about oh you don't care about grandpa and saving him or whatever it it doesn't lead it to much doesn't really go resolved or anything uh so he storms out but then uh ian goes to mariah Yes. Who doesn't want to help him because she's this close to retirement. I'm just this close. You're out of line. You're one, a loose cannon, Ian. One week. I can't waste my retirement. That's right. Uh, but then he uses reverse psychology to be like, you're not scared of Zachariah. Which in the beginning of the movie, she was scared, it seemed. 
And then she's like, I could do it with one one hand. I could take him down. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, so she's convinced. Oh, and then he also is like, well, if you do it, they might be like, hey, we'll really guarantee your retirement, and we'll uh, even we'll apologize. apologize. And it's like this is a kind of just lose possible situation. She would have maybe gotten retirement. If she didn't do anything, but and, she's risking something. And, like, spoiler, it. like, the exact opposite happens. Yeah, so it's very much like the beginning of the movie where they're like, hey, we're going to make a deal for you where you do your job. <laughs> where just everything with Mariah doesn't make any sense. No. And she has one little bit of goofy comedy here where, I don't know, she drops something and she's kind of just talking frantically in a way that's similar to how she is in maybe like sister actor or something like that. Yeah. And so that was like, oh, that's fun. That's what she should be More doing in this that. movie. More. And she doesn't do any of it. No. She's, this, as I said, the serious ghost. Like you said earlier, they didn't utilize them the best they could have. Yeah. Let her be the funny one and Jumper be the serious one. <laughs> so then Claire and Dad discover, oh, this is right, that he was the visionary, Zachariah was the visionary inventor. And that people just didn't understand him. Because no. this was, you know, Salem Witch Trials time. Yeah. Except actually probably more like 50 to 100 years later. Yeah. Uh, where they, I guess, thought he was a, a, a warlock or Ooh, something. Ooh, starting those flames. And speaking of flames, the festival kicks off with a gigantic burning, essentially, oh, wicker man with a yeah. pumpkin head. Like, that was, like, intense. Yeah. Like, it, it really flames up. It's a big flame. And it seems to be connected to Zachariah somehow, or I don't know. <laughs> Who knows why, how. He just is connected to all Just big fires. Stuff. Just big fires. And it's a pretty cool festival. Yeah, it's, as I, I told Jacob, I felt greater Halloween vibes and satisfaction just from this festival. People are dressed up. As for like, like five minutes than all of Halloween time. Was it, the only costumes I remember were people with big hats, like Zachariah's hat. Like, I only remember Zachariah. It's, it's, you know, non-copyright costumes. They were dressing of the time. Playing They're carnival like old, games. Yeah. There's a Ferris wheel. And some, again, the gigantic burning pumpkin guy. Some weird bowling uh, game. <laughs> So Claire and Dad go and confront Warner here. Yes. Conveniently have brought the books with them to say... And this we know he out. was innocent. Yeah, we know he was innocent. And this was, I thought, kind of interesting, but still also like, why would kids care about this? That Warner's trying to make Steeple Falls a hot tourist attraction like, like Salem. Salem. Yes. So he concocted this story that he knows really that Zachariah wasn't a bad and it's, guy. And it's it's only because he wants more customers to go to his hardware people store. people don't want to uh, go knows? to a place. Because like Salem, people know now that they weren't real witches. They just go there because it's spooky. Yeah. But you could still have be like, hey, they killed Zachariah, but he also wasn't a witch like those other witches. Yeah. But no, he's trying to concoct that. Oh, he was a spooky flame ghost, man. And that's why people are coming there. Yeah. So that was kind of a neat uh, development. Yeah. So, but he gets a hold of the books. Yeah. Good thing they brought him there. And, and he chucks right him into the, the big, big fire. fire and they just burn up. Oh, no. And he's... Oh, ha, 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 ha. So then uh, teleport to the mines where Mariah and uh, Zachariah are having a, a very lame ghost fight. She turns him blue at one point. She, like, literally sneezes her power and it hits him and he gets a cold or something that's what it was it's very, and the effects are terrible it's just it's very stupid uh, uh but then zachariah does this like peace out so then he comes out of the flaming effigy at the festival and everybody can see his face he's a giant like he's the, big stay puffed marshmallow man he's a big boy 
And he just starts fucking shit up. He's, he's throwing giant fireballs. He threw a fireball and hit the Ferris wheel and knocked the car and off. The, everybody just disappears because like they hey, do. We like, can't have that many extras right yes. now. Yes. So all but, it like, is. As Jacob has talked about, there's a lot of extras here. This is a pretty. This is a pretty great movie. Yeah, <laughs> right now. love me some extras. So all it is is it's he. Then he targets um. Warner. Warner. He throws like one of his fireballs at Warner, and Warner just ducks just well, in time. Well, before he does oh. that, actually, Warner apologizes. And oh, yeah. This yes. is where we get the motivation yes. for why Zachariah. Yes. It's not necessarily that his wife died. I think that was on him. That was an accident. But the town accusing him, and then Warner concocting the story about him being really, evil, really hyping that's up why the he's idea. Like, well, now I want to yes. destroy all of you. Yeah. Why it took him this long since this festival has happened for ten years? That's not really clear. Uh, no. Because the main characters haven't shown up until now. Exactly. Uh, but Warner says, hey, man, I'm sorry uh, that you're, you're not a bad guy. It was all my doing. We cool. And Zachary's like, no, we are not cool. <laughs> the fireball. It, it goes right terrible. over his head. And it singes his hat. And then he, like, passes out. Yeah, it was a very, like, woo, like, Mr. Wilson, Dennis the Menace <laughs> kind of face. Uh, a little so he's out of the picture. So all it is, Zachariah... And uh, yeah, Claire then is talking to him. Yes. She's like, oh, you're such an amazing adventure. Why do you want to be doing this? And that doesn't really seem to be working, stroking his ego. But then she brings up Rebecca, his wife. And then she shows him the cutout newspaper clipping. that's like of him in it. It's really bad. But then he looks at it and then he can picture her in his head. And she's very pretty. And then she's in the mirror at the Soul Retrieval Center. Yes. And he's like, okay, yeah, my wife was pretty hot. And she she was kind of a looker. Yeah, she, yeah she's kind of cute. So then he just uh, warps to the mirror. And then, and then it's leave. over. Yeah, like a movie over. Uh, and the flames die down from the Wicker Man, which is kind of a bummer because they probably wanted the bonfire to go a little bit longer. Obviously. And then all the trapped souls, including Jumper, unfortunately. Come out of the wall well. They go free. Wall, wall. Wow, wow, we wow. And all the extras come back. Yep, and from the party's safety. back on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I think, uh, I don't even know if Ian has shown up back yet. I think he's still in the mine. I don't I know. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, so they return back to Grandpa's house. What? Is there a figure? There's somebody the sitting, back? and nobody sees it when they're walking in. And in a scene, an equivalent of the other me, where Grandpa talks for the first time, yeah. you get the reveal at the end that the Grandpa was in that scene. Yeah. We see Grandpa in the background, and they're like, oh my god, it's Grandpa. So they go Dad? talk to him. Dad? Really, the scariest thing of all is not getting closure with your daddy issues. Yeah. So Grandpa comes back, so then... Ian's like, oh, my dad gets along with his dad, and dad gets along with grandpa, and they sort everything out, and everything is great. Great. If you want to have a little more detail, uh, grandpa was distancing himself from his dad because he wanted him to get out of the small town. That's, yes. So that's why he was worried about, he was too worried about his future to live in his present. And then he makes a comment to his father, he's like, do you have... Do you have some uh, spare time to talk? He's like, uh, you know, eternity can wait. You know, I have a couple hours for you. Well, and also it's made out that he wasn't trying to get Ian to look at those books. He was trying to get Ian to look at the box, the box. of his son's memories or whatever. Yeah. So they saving the town was completely accidental. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. So that was kind of funny. Uh, so then Ian and Claire the next day, uh, they're hanging out with the Soul Patrol. Yes. Uh, Ian's wearing a shirt that says dead people rock. <laughs> I like that. Which is uh, accurate. Respectful. Yeah. Uh, Mariah is not in the scene because it sounds like she's passed on. But nope, she comes back no. out of the mirror 
and says, Ah, you guys fucked up everything because everybody saw a big spooky ghost guy that now uh, my retirement's been put out indefinitely. Yeah. So this is how you can maybe see, oh, the TV show. Yeah. But... Nope, because then also the kids say, nope, we're staying in town. And she's like, no, they're going to ruin my life. But see, also, I can see where you'd get the idea of a sequel or a TV show, like where they're just helping the ghosts. And like, they're going to just... be evil ghosts all the time, probably. Yeah. Or but, I mean, they they're... could just have it be more low-key and just help ghosts pass on in kind of a basic ghost show. Of, yeah. What is this person's baggage? Well, let's ask Jerry Springer. <laughs> So they stay in town because the dad opens up a medical practice in yes. the old storefront, as you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, you see them putting that up, and then you see Warner um, taking down all of his signs that said that it was... Uh, oh, that's what it said on that? Yeah. Like, it, home it, of Spooky's Ghost Guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and then instead of the whatever festival, they changed it to the Inventor Festival. Well, that's that, that, I think I like. I think Hopefully that's what that the, doesn't line up with Halloween. I think that's what the sign said. As Inventor say, Fest. You could still have it be about Zachariah and just tell the truth. Like yeah. again, we don't think the Salem witches are actual fucking witches. Yeah. Uh, and then we I get mean, a last do, but nice little know. moment where they go back to Grandpa's and they bust out the old pumpkin carving machine and they try to finish it, but then it splats all over. Splats. And almost splats over Coffin Ed, who has shown up. To let it pass through him. And then Lands he says the, the final line of the movie being like, it's pretty cool being dead sometimes. Yeah, it's quants. Something like, yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife. <laughs> my wife. Wawa wee wah. And that was the screen team. Or whatever the other version is. Yeah. Maybe the next episode I'll dig, dive deep into the, I can't only do so much research per single episode. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like certainly no don't look under the bed and I think No, it wasn't it wasn't scary really. I think the audience reaction they got at the time for Don't Look Under the Bed made it so they would never make another one because it was too scary. It, like that's a creepy movie. Like that is. Like yeah. that was it's a creepy setting, a creepy character, like good um but and no. I would have liked is... a little more Halloween setting. We get the Halloween festival, but there's not a lot of Halloween set dressing for a lot of the movie. Yeah. So I, if they had dialed that up a little bit more, I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. But it's just Fair. like, eh, it's fine. They Better acting than the last. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a fourth or a third Halloween town. I haven't really felt like we've had a... We haven't had very many decom feels in the last few movies that we've watched. I don't feel... I don't feel anything. <laughs> so this was, this, was, this was fun. I'm numb from the neck down. Jesus. Christopher Reeves. Something interesting looking ahead... That we seem that we'll get a con- well, I mean, we got two more fucking Halloween towns to get through, but we seem yeah. that we'll have a consistent Halloween movie basically every year. That's fine. But Twas the Night will be the last Christmas movie until Good Luck Charlie. There's some Good Luck Charlie Christmas. Movie. I wonder why. I I guess probably maybe they just didn't get the best ratings, or if you think about it, they have they've done like three now ish i think yeah. so maybe that's just enough where in christmas time they just have enough to be able to put a few on maybe they put up some other disney owned movie on yeah so which is unfortunate because i thought twas the night was both a decent decom but also captured that christmas was spirit that was the well. brian cranston one right mm-hmm. that was a good movie well uh look forward to ultimate, good luck, Charlie ultimate christmas. christmas present 
Yeah, I feel like there's one other, but it's slipping my mind. Maybe there's only the two. I don't know. Ultimate remember. Christmas present wasn't that bad either. No, like that was like I, I was getting that kind of vibes from this movie. Like this was just it was a, a fun movie. Yeah, and decent family stuff for a decom where it started off where I thought, oh, this is pretty paint by numbers, and it's still plenty paint by numbers. Yeah. But at least we didn't have the awful overbearing dad. No. He's just yeah. You got angry a couple of times, and then it was just pretty much chill. Weren't really any characters you really hated. I mean, Lucas hated Jumper. I wonder why. I hated Zachariah. <laughs> it was scary. Yeah, it was, it was a spooky dude. Any other final thoughts on no, the stream team? No, I, I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. So with that, 2002 has come to a close. Wow, close the books. Never-ending decom journey. What I'm does never. 2003 bring? What What does it bring? I don't actually know. What the looked? first one is, but at some point, uh, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off will mm. happen. And Dustin will be back. Before Dustin comes on, we'll we'll try to get our origin stories, the Jacob and Lucas introduction. <laughs> but eh, I'm taking a three-day weekend. I want to enjoy my Halloween. Three days. Get this out to you guys on time. So He wants to go watch some Mandalorian. I mean, I paid for three years of Disney Plus, and they, they've only brought up... They haven't even done any other fucking Marvel shows. Like, I understand coronavirus, but... They announced a bunch of Marvel shows you, like Moon Knight. You Wish is they the next movie. They cast it for Moon Knight. Oh, we have some good ones coming up here. You Wish, right on track, the Even Stevens movie. Oh. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, The Cheetah Girls, Full Court Miracle, Pixel Perfect. Oh, man, I'm getting excited. Well, you know what that means. Stay subscribed to this podcast. Write in, first of all, if you have some excitement. Write in about... The Mandalorian? No, please don't. It's a fine show. It's fine. Write in about whatever at a whole new pod at gmail.com. Review us, rate us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We've gotten, uh, I think, a few more ratings on there beyond uh, myself, uh, oh. Caleb, and Dustin. <laughs> so, a few more ratings. Uh, I like that. Any any written ones? No. Just the. Uh... Besides Dustin and my brothers. Well, that's okay. And also follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Google Play, Stitcher. Comment, like, subscribe to all our videos yes. on YouTube. All of them. Only fun comment I have to report in is on A new one? Cat Strike. Somebody just uh, put the emoji of the middle finger. <laughs> Why? But it was uh, it was uh, it was the black middle finger. So Whoa! I don't know how to take that, but uh, I gave it a little heart to be like, okay, nice. Thanks for looking out for us. <laughs> Why is this person ma- angry? Why are people mad? I is don't get it. Is it because of not the movie being uploaded? Is it because we weren't the hottest on the movie and this is just a huge Alley Cat Strike fan? Even putting <laughs> Dustin Levac in his place as Whoa. an Alley Cat Strike fan? Who knows? No we'll more uh, know. no more conspiracy theories yet about the podcast. No. Uh, yeah, help us fight those like-dislike wars on all of those videos. All the likes. All the thumbs up. And if you haven't looked at the YouTube video for uh, Ring of Endless Light, you can enjoy the the sensual kiss Misha oh. Barton gives to the dolphin in that hey. It was kind of hard to capture because it fades quickly into to Brian cu- Merriman. I'm yeah. like, I don't want her to kiss a boy. I want her to kiss the fucking dolphin. Damn straight. And I try to screen cap it on my phone, but Disney Plus has some fucking... Hold for... You can't screenshot. Can. It's stupid. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. And with that, we'll just go out and as great as fuck Disney would be for final. Enjoy your Halloween, even though Halloween's over. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't get razor blades in your candy. Happy Halloween and uh, go vote.
Hopefully you voted. <laughs> Please give me a whole tray of peas. Thank you.